0: UGA Football News presents today's Sports Report. On today's Sports Report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, here's your host of today's Sports Report, Chris Hall. Uh, you know, uh, Matt Luke resigned as the offensive line coach for the uh, University of Georgia uh, last week. Uh, he wanted to spend more time or two weeks ago, it's been, I I guess it's, uh, well, about a week ago. Uh, Matt Luke uh, said he wanted to spend more time with his family. We understand that. Didn't take another position with another program or at another school. He just kind of stepped aside. Since then, uh, the University of Georgia has been looking for an an offensive line coach. And as of tonight, apparently that hire has been made. Uh, Kirby Smart has hired Stacy Searles to be the offensive line coach at the University of Georgia. Searles has coached at Georgia before. Uh, Searles was the offensive line coach and run game coordinator under former coach Mark Rick from 2007 to 2010. So Stacy Searles is coming back to the University of Georgia and he will be the new offensive line coach uh, for the uh, Bulldogs. Searles is 56 years of age. He spent the last three seasons on uh, Matt Brown's staff at North Carolina. Uh, Searles replaces Matt Luke. Uh, Stacy Searles is from Tryon, Georgia, up in the uh, North Georgia area. He was an All-American offensive lineman at Auburn, served as a graduate assistant uh, after his graduation at the University of Auburn. Then he coached the offensive line at Appalachian State, Cincinnati, LSU, georgia in 2000 from 2007 to 2010 then he went on to texas virginia tech miami and north carolina that's where he's been the last uh, three seasons with mac brown on the staff at north carolina so stacy Cyrils is now the uh, new offensive line coach at the university of georgia that hire being made today i uh, looked on uh, some of the uh, social media sites and You know, some of the the talk sites uh, where you can give your opinion. And uh, this hire is being met with kind of mixed reviews. Some are saying, okay, this is good. This is good. Others are saying, what? Couldn't we do better than this? I mean, it's kind of a 50-50 kind of thing. Most people are saying, hey, we trust Kirby Smart. He knows what he's doing. He makes great hires for assistants. And if he thinks Stacey Searles is the man... Uh, for the job, then uh, we're going to support that. Uh, Searles apparently is a very good friend with Mike Bobo. Mike Bobo, of course, back with the University of Georgia as a uh, consultant and not on the field, but as a uh, consultant for UGA. So Stacy Searles. So what is your opinion on that? If you want to give us a comment, we'd love to have your comment on this hiring. Uh, yeah, pretty good resume. Doesn't stick around a lot of very, for very long with different programs. Uh, but, um, you know, a kind of a traveling man. But maybe he's found a home at the University of Georgia. And maybe he'll stick around a while uh, this time. Again, he, he was at Georgia uh, under Mark Rick from 2007 to 2010. So there you go. We have uh, our offensive line coach. And I think all the uh, coaching positions are now filled. We'll talk about that a little later, a little later on. Also coming off the uh, wire this afternoon, Arik Gilbert. Uh, is reportedly back with the uh, Georgia football team and practicing after he missed last season because of personal reasons. Uh, You might remember Arik Gilbert is from Marietta, Georgia. He uh, signed out of high school with uh, LSU, played one season at LSU, and then he transferred to UGA after that one season. He is a former five-star tight end in 2020. Uh, He was one of the best uh, freshmen in the SEC when he played in 2020. He started eight games, uh, caught 35 passes, 368 yards, two touchdowns for LSU back in 2020. So Arik Gilbert uh, didn't play for Georgia uh, this season, personal reasons, and we're not gonna delve into what those personal reasons may be. He's a young man and maybe he had to find his way or something like that, and we can understand that. Well, the good news is Arik Gilbert is back uh, with the team. He is practicing uh, with the team. Now official spring practice begins March 15th, but he's out there doing some drills. And so Arik Gilbert is apparently back on the uh, roster with the University of Georgia. And uh, that's good news. He's a talented young man. He is a tight end, but also he is able to play wide receiver. In fact, when LSU in 2020 played Alabama, in their matchup. Arik Gilbert played as a wide receiver. So uh, he's a versatile young man and a a pretty good receiver. Uh, Should be a good weapon for the University of Georgia. So there you go. Arik Gilbert back with the UGA. Uh, Let's see. Also out of our stack of stuff today, our producer, he just, have you worked on this all day? (laughs) I mean, you've got stuff here and we've got to get to it. Uh, Georgia fans will have more football to look forward to. Uh, after the annual G uh, Day game on April the 16th, um, the USFL, you know, the United States Football League, which was, you know, existed some years ago, is making a comeback. And uh, so the USFL, it has, you know, it was spring football, is uh, back in business. Uh, the USFL will have eight teams in the league, eight teams. Uh, it will have a ten-game season, uh, or or ten games in the regular season, um, and then uh, let's see. Uh, the, anyway, the kickoff is April the sixteenth at six thirty p.m. All of the games it's kind of interesting for the USFL. All of the games will be played in Birmingham, Alabama, at Legion Field. So, all the game, all the games of the USFL. You might remember the USFL. Debuted back in 1983, and uh, it, it, Herschel Walker signed out of Georgia to play in the USFL. And so the USFL uh, begins. United States Football League begins April the 16th. Um, it'll have a 10-game, 12-week uh, season. Uh, the kickoff of for the first game will be 6:30 p.m. April 16th, and all of the games are going to be played in Birmingham, Alabama, at Protective Stadium. Or Legion Field. Apparently, it, it, both of those stadiums are available. So, I, what is pre- Protective Stadium? Is that is that the same as Legion Field? Just a different name? Okay, you'll find out. Um, so, and and by the way, you, uh, the USFL is a football league that has the backing of the NFL. It's not like a competitive competition kind of thing, you know. Uh, but uh, it's 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 a um, the NFL is kind of backing the USFL, uh, kind of putting some resources into it and backing it. So there you go. For that, uh, we get a question: How about the new D-line coach? What do you know about him? Well, we you know we talked a little bit about Stacy Stacy Searles. Uh, play. He's he's been around. had been a coach for. He played for Auburn in in, uh, in in college. Was an All-American offensive lineman. Coached in several places. Coached at Georgia 2007 to 2010. Back with Georgia pretty good resume and coach smart really likes him. Now I'll tell you this, and uh, this is kind of, you know, scuttlebutt around, uh, that uh, Kirby smart actually offered the job to the current uh, Baylor offensive line coach. Uh, Mateus, I, I believe it was his name, actually offered him the job and uh, and that gentleman decided to stay at Baylor. And so uh, Stacey Searles, He's been hired by Georgia. He may not have been the first choice for Kirby Smart, but, you know, plan B. So there you go. But the, the jury will be out, and so we'll see. Uh, a yeah, pretty good recruiter. He has developed some offensive linemen into being All-Americans and that kind of thing. So anyway, back to the USFL. Uh, they held their draft, and some uh, former UGA players are now will be playing uh, in the USFL. Uh, The Houston Gamblers picked wide receiver, Tyler Simmons, who played for Georgia in 2019. The New Jersey Generals uh, drafted defensive tackle Toby Johnson. He played for Georgia back in 2014. The New Orleans uh, Breakers uh, uh, drafted uh, defensive end Davin Bellamy who played for Georgia back in 2017. The Philadelphia Stars uh, put, uh, or picked uh, defensive tackle Michael Barnett. He played for Georgia in 2019. The Tampa Bay Bandits uh, chose uh, drafted offensive tackle Tyler Catalina, who played for Georgia in 2016. And John Atkins, defensive tackle, who played for Georgia in 2017. Uh, the other three teams in the new USFL, are the Birmingham Stallions, the Michigan Panthers, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. That's... (laughs) So you got what? Yeah, I know. You got the Gamblers. You got Houston Gamblers, New Jersey Generals, New Orleans Breakers, Philadelphia Stars, Tampa Bay Bandits, the Birmingham Stallions, the Michigan Panthers, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. And the season for the USFL begins on April the 16th. And all the games... Is this true? All the games will be played in Birmingham... Uh, even though you know you got cities rep, uh, with with teams, uh, you like Philadelphia and Houston, but apparently they're going to play them all in Birmingham. Well, they'll enjoy the South. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, also in our stack of stuff. Okay, you know, I have no Archie Manning or Arch Manning. I'm sorry. Uh, update for you. He's still in the process. You know, word is he's going to visit Georgia again sometime uh, soon. He'll probably make his decision later on in the summer as to where uh, Arch Manning will be playing college football. But I posed a question to um, one of my acquaintances who's kind of familiar with this kind of thing. And I said, "Okay, if Arch Manning and Arch Manning, he can go to any college he wants to. He could go to ABAC, which is a college near us, you know, kind of a junior college near us and play for ABAC and ABAC doesn't even have a football team. I mean, <laughs> this guy is in such demand. He could go he could go anywhere. You know, right now, the, the crystal ball kind of thing is that he might be leaning toward Texas. David Cutliffe, who is close with Archie Manning and uh, Pate Manning and Eli Manning, the coach at, at Duke who, uh, you know, left Duke. Now he's uh, a consultant with the University of Texas, really close to the Manning family. And so, you know, it may open a door for Arch Manning to go to Texas. That's kind of the scuttlebutt. Um, anyway, what if Georgia misses out on Arch Manning? So I was talking to this guy, and I said, "Look, you, 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 you know this kind of stuff. So what's Plan B if we don't get Arch Manning? Who, who, who can we get? You know, you know, when your team wins wins the national championship, it's a we thing. You know, <laughs> who can we get? But, you know, if they don't win, it's a they thing. Well, who can they get? But I said, who can who can we get? He suggested two guys uh, that uh, Georgia might be looking at. One of them is Nicholas Amaliva. I probably murdered that name. Nicholas Amaliva. Uh, he's a five-star quarterback from California. He will be visiting Georgia on March the 12th. He also visited Georgia last June in December he put out his top 12. You know, he's got, you know, he's got 12 colleges that's in his top 12. So he's got a lot of off, off uh offers of course. He's a five-star. Uh, Alabama, Oregon, you know, those are the usual suspects. Alabama, Oregon, Tennessee, very strong. Um I so Nicholas Amaleva, he's a, he's a five-star quarterback out of California. He may be, you know, the second shot for Georgia, the second choice for Georgia, if they miss out on Arch Manning. Another quarterback alternative is Dylan Lonergan, Lonergan of Snellville, Georgia. uh, Dylan Lonergan, Uh, he is uh, currently the number four rated uh, quarterback in the 2023 class behind Arch Manning, Malachi Nelson, and Dante Moore. He's a four-star dual sport athlete. And apparently his top uh, top schools that he's looking at include Georgia, Georgia Tech, hmm. Alabama, Ohio State, and South Carolina. The thing about Lonergan is this. He is a dual-sport athlete, and he's very good in baseball. And so, you know, there's a question as to, okay, if he comes to, uh, like, a college, he, he'll want to play football and baseball. But he may just skip football completely and sign professionally. So who knows? So if we miss out on Arch Manning, two names you might want to keep in mind is Nicholas Amaliva and Dylan Lonergan. So there you go. Um, okay and other stuff Athlon sports pretty good magazine. you know what I was when I was a kid growing up, I get the, the big football magazine that would come out you know with the uh, previews, prognostications and this kind of thing. And the one everybody wanted to get was Street and Smiths. Do you remember Street and Smiths? Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, but uh, you know, they would come out and they would have all of the you know information about the schools and the conferences and that kind of thing. Well, Athlon Sports barely now. That's the big deal now. That's the big magazine now. And so um, they did some kind of study, kind of thing. What they did, they they went back and looked at the last four recruiting classes. And then those players that are returning to to different colleges, and they came up with what they th- what they consider to be the top college football rosters. We're talking about the rosters. You know, these are the top college football rosters from A to Z, top to bottom, for the uh, 2022 season. Number ten, they have tied Florida, uh, Florida and Penn State. Number nine, Notre Dame. Number eight, Oklahoma number seven, LSU, number six, Texas A&M. These are the rosters now, the, the the top rosters. Number five, Clemson, number four, Texas, number three, Ohio State, and tied for number one, Alabama and Georgia. So Athlon Sports uh, says, uh, you know, the, the top rosters, talented rosters from uh, A to Z, top to bottom, they're saying, uh, you know, Georgia and Alabama, well, the 2022 season are tied with the best Rosters. So there you go. Sep Straka, S-E-P-P Straka, Sep Straka. You know, I like golf. Um, like to watch golf. Like to play golf. Not very good at golf. You know, I have a PGA bag. It says PGA on it. You know, my golf bag it says PGA on it. it. Doesn't stand for Professional Golfers Association. It stands for pitiful golfer association that, that's that's uh, I'm part of that but I enjoy it I enjoy getting out and in the ball and having a good time and the thing that keeps you back going is every now and then you'll accidentally hit a good shot <laughs> and then when you hit a good shot you say I can do this I can do this and you keep going anyway Sepp Stratka former Georgia golfer there you go one of the uh, former Georgia golfers on the PGA Tour won the Honda Classic on Sunday Stratka is originally from Austria. He and his family moved to Valdosta, Georgia, and he and his brother played golf for the university of Georgia. Well, congratulations to Sep Stratka. That's a pretty big win to the Honda classic. That's, you know, pretty big, uh, pretty big deal. And, uh, so Sep, uh, Stratka won the golf tournament this past Sunday, uh, 10 under. He is the 14th Georgia player to win on the PGA Tour. Uh, he played for the Bulldogs from 2012 till uh, 2016. He earn, earned all SEC re- recognition his final year as the uh, Bulldogs won the conference title in golf that year. So congratulations to Sepp Strucka. But yeah, you know, we, <laughs> my producer and I were talking earlier today about, you know, uh, casual meetings of famous people, you know, unplanned meetings of famous people, um, you know, turn around and all of a sudden you're face-to-face with somebody who's got some notoriety, maybe somebody famous. Now, I've had the you know privilege of meeting some presidents, shaking hands with presidents, but it wasn't like a one-on-one kind of thing. It was a planned thing in a crowd and that kind of thing. Uh, the, I think two vice presidents. Anyway, uh, it, so yeah, obviously. You know, those people are, are people of notoriety. Uh, but the 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 unplanned meeting, the best unplanned meeting that I've ever had with anybody of notoriety years ago, back in the 1970s, I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I, I was a, 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 on the radio. I was a broadcaster. Back in those days, you had to get an FCC license to be a radio announcer, a third-class operator's license. You know, if you're an old DJ like me, you remember the third class operator's license. And so, you know, I studied for the test, I drove to Atlanta and was going to take the uh, test, FCC test, uh, in Atlanta, got up there the night before I got a motel room in at the old Marriott in downtown Atlanta, no longer standing there. And so I was, I was in the uh, old Marriott in downtown Atlanta and, um, I got on the elevator on my floor to go down to the the, the bottom floor. And two guys got on the elevator with me off of my floor. And one of them was Jack Nicholas. Yes, uh, he was in Atlanta to play uh, for the old Atlanta Golf Classic. Jack Nicholas and a guy by the name of Dave Hill, who was a golfer. And it's kind of funny because they had name tags on with their name. (laughs) I guess they was going to some kind of reception or thing. And I'm thinking... Jack Nicholas doesn't need a name tag. Everybody knows Jack Nicholas. And so there I am in the elevator with Jack Nicholas and Dave Hill. And, uh, and you know, I was kind of shocked that I said, What, well, well, you know what, what am I gonna say? And I said something very profound that I'm sure Jack Nicholas never forgot. I said, you're Jack Nicholas, aren't you? <laughs> and so he said, yes, I am. And yeah, but he was very friendly and uh, we got down the elevator down to the bottom floor, and I just followed him around. I just, you know, he probably thought I was a stalker. I just, that's Jack nicholas And I just followed him around. He finally went to the barbershop there in the old Atlanta Marriott Hotel and got him a haircut. So I left him, al- left him alone. Yeah. Well, it's a goth-related story. Okay. Um, I know. I know. Uh, let's see. Well, you know, uh, beyond, uh, football, uh, Georgia's baseball and softball teams, uh, had a really good weekend. You know, we love our, we love all Georgia sports. We love all Georgia sports. Do we have a tiddlywings wings team? And I tell you one, one thing I gotta go to, I gotta go to an ice dog game. You know, we have a hockey team. The university of Georgia has an ice hockey team and I've gotta go to one of those games. I mean, I, I, I just, I gotta go to one of those games. Anyway, uh, over the weekend, and we love all Georgia sports. Do we have a Tiddlywings team? We Does anybody play Tiddlywings anymore? Uh, kids, if you don't know what that is, Google it. Anyway, uh, over the weekend, Georgia baseball and softball programs had a great weekend. Um, the Georgia baseball team had an undefeated weekend. Coach Scott uh, Strickland's number 15 Diamond Dogs swept Akron. Uh, three game set with Akron, and uh, first year softball coach Tony Baldwin saw his 15th ranked Bulldogs win a, a three team Georgia Classic. Win the three team Georgia Classic wins over Bryant College and North Carolina on Saturday. So our um, baseball team, the the Bulldog baseball team and softball team undefeated weekend. You go dogs, and so um, we'll kind of try to keep you updated and all of that. Ah, the men's basketball. Does everybody? Does everybody make the SEC uh, tournament in men's basketball? The SEC tournament. Do it, does everybody get to play, or are you are you eliminated? Boy, our basketball the men's basketball team having a tough time. The ladies doing pretty good, and they'll be in the NCAA tournament probably. So Anyway, we'll keep an eye on all kind of stuff and golf. Yeah, our golf team. Is that started yet? Okay. Um, now saw this story kind of interesting. Um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to go to you know, some Georgia games last year, love it, love the atmosphere. Not really crazy about the traffic <laughs> and the parking and the walking, uh, but that's a part of it, right? That's a part of it. If you go to Sanford stadium or any stadium, you know, you, you, you're gonna have to walk and all that that kind of deal, you're gonna have to do that. But I enjoyed it, I love it, love the atmosphere. Enjoyed it very much, like to froze to death one Saturday, but that's another story. Kind of interesting, uh, a story came out today. Last season, college football attendance declined. Attendance to college football games declined for the seventh straight season to the lowest average attendance since 1981, huh? Last season marked the seventh straight year and the ninth year in the last 10 years that attendance to college football games on campus in the stadium has declined. The per game national decline of 1,629 fans in 2021 is the steepest ever. Now, they they didn't keep attendance records of, you know, or, didn't, don't count 2020 with the COVID year. So they're comparing this year, uh, the 2021 to 2019. They kind of skipped over 2020 because it was that weird COVID year. But uh, more than half of the teams in the final AP top 25 saw attendance declines, including eight out of the top 10. For the seventh consecutive year, a majority Of FBS conferences, seven out of 10 saw a decline in attendance. For the 23rd consecutive year, the SEC led the country in attendance with 72,195 fans per game. But the SEC also saw a decline for the fifth consecutive year in average attendance. And so attendance to college football is... um, You know, it's it's on a declining kind of trajectory. Um, Now, Georgia lost, uh, you know, attendance uh, last year, 71 fans a game. So Georgia's, you know, attendance figures from 2019 to 2021 dropped only by 71 fans per game. Michigan had the highest average attendance for any college and uh, you know, college football, Michigan, and they do it every year. Their stadium holds like nine million people. I mean, how many people? I get you know that thing up there. They got my word. Uh, so they always lead the attendance, but but the attendance to college football is in the decline, and the question is, why? What that's what you why? Well, COVID, you know, probably has something to do with it. The uneasiness of some people being in the in the uh, You know, a crowd and that uh, that kind of thing, but also the speculation is that the average the average age of of fans who go to games are is actually getting older, not younger, and and so so you know it. Some of the uh, people, as they get old, they say, I don't want to fight all that traffic. I don't want to do all that. You rigmarole, you got to go through to get in the stadium. I'll just give me a 70-inch TV, high definition 4K, and uh, you know, give me some popcorn and a good recliner, and uh, back up and get me a Mountain Dew or a Pepsi, and watch the game, and, and not have to fight all that stuff on campus. And then you know, younger people may not be as interested in going to the Stadium. There's all kind of speculations, but uh, attendance to college football has declined. Now, if you've never attended a college football game, you know, the first college football game I ever attended was in Oxford, Mississippi. I was attending college at a college in Oxford, Mississippi, and uh, I got tickets to go see the University of Georgia. This was back in uh, the late 70s. They see the University of Georgia play Ole Miss on campus at Oxford, Oxford, Mississippi. That was the first college game I, I ever saw in person. Georgia came in the number three team in the country. Ole Miss not ranked. Ole Miss beat them one up one <laughs> side and down another. It was a big, you know, I was bragging to everybody. I'm going to say Georgia, they number three in the country. Y'all ain't got a chance. And then I, then Ole Miss just destroys Georgia. That was a Vince Dooley team. Um, so, but if you need to go to a college football game, and you need to go to one in Athens, when they say Saturday is special in Athens, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they mean what they say. It is a special deal to uh, go see a football game at the, uh, the, uh, you know, University of Georgia. So there you go. Uh, so the attendance is coming down. And, you know, we don't know why, but just hang in there with Georgia. And finally, uh, with the hire of Stacy Searles as the offensive line coach. So here's your on-field staff. You can only have 10 coaches on field, according to NCAA rules. So Georgia's on-field coaching staff for 2022, barring any more changes, offensive quarterback uh, coordinator, quarterback coach, uh, coach Todd Monken, running back coach Dale McGee, wide receiver Brian McClendon, tight end coach Todd Hartley, offensive line coach Stacy Searles, inside linebacker co-defensive coordinator Glenn Schulman, safety co-defensive uh, coordinator Will Muschamp, uh, defensive line uh, Trey Scott, offense, uh, outside linebackers Chadera Uzo Deribe and defensive backs Fran Brown. That's your coaching staff. Along, of course, with Coach Kirby Smart. That's your coaching staff for Georgia for the 2022 season. Well, we've had a good time. We always close out with this word Go Dogs! Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go, dogs.